What is going on, everybody? Mike Curlin here from the Bases Load Podcast. And just a reminder, for those who don't know, we have teamed up with Rotoballer this year for the 2020 season, which means we're joining the Rotoballer Radio Podcast Network. Since 2013, Rotoballer has been grinding away, providing millions of fantasy baseball players as their fix for in-depth MLB analysis and player news. If you haven't heard, Rotoballer's 2020 draft kit is live, and all Bases Loaded listeners can get 10% off Rotoballer's draft kit by using discount code BASESLOADED. Rotoballer is home to number one fantasy pros accuracy ranker Nick Mariano. Nick's 2020 rankings and projections are available as part of Rotoballer's draft kit, along with printable cheat sheets, draft sleepers and busts, and more than 300 2020 player outlooks and tons of in-season tools. All of this from Rotoballer is available for 10% off with discount code BASESLOADED. Just go to rotoballer.com slash bases loaded and get your draft kit today. And they're blocking him with the bases loaded and intentional walk to Barry Bonds. Two and two with the bases loaded and one out. Oh my God. Deep to right field. Way up there and way out of here. Second deck walk off. Hey everybody, <laughs> that's all I got. Welcome in to the Base Loaded Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Curlin. You can follow me on Twitter at Mike underscore Curlin. And of course, I got my co-host with me, George. I shouldn't say of course. I feel like we haven't talked in forever, George. But what's going on, man? You can follow, oh, before we get to that, you can follow him on Twitter at Roto underscore Nino. Now you can talk, George. What's up, man? Hey, what's up? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it's been, what, maybe like a week. Um, Feels like Still been while. busy, though. Yeah. Yeah, we've been busy, but, uh, you know, all leads up to this we're sitting here have still still have some games on in the background but man it's opening day all the teams uh well uh except the yankees and and uh nationals right but uh you know officially kind of opening day for everybody and that's the thing we're just gonna do an opening day recap a lot of it like I, i'm sure you saw it on twitter and I, I was surprised it picked up some traction but i pretty much just broke down lineup stuff today mostly because i've been doing those summer takeaways for rotoranks.com the site you uh, kind of helped run over there. Thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. I've been doing those lineup takeaways. I'm like, today's a perfect day just to see how they match up. See some of the stuff that maybe we saw trends and that was actually legit. And then stuff that might have surprised us. So we're going to go team by team. We'll, and we'll talk just about baseball, man. I mean, we're it's a very reactionary take to have anything. Because we had some pitchers blow up. We had some some hitters really do well, do do nothing and it's just worth talking about and maybe we'll talk about we'll probably talk some waiver wire on the way we'll talk about other just again just baseball just fantasy baseball and baseball as a whole i guess we should start with um yesterday's slate actually technically that was opening day we'll talk about your giants and and, and dodgers well that that's a series at this point we'll talk about them later but let's start with um garrett cole and the yankees versus uh max scherzer and the nationals we saw a lot of like good pitching, but then we saw Scherzer hanging some, and they got they he hung them. They 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 took them out of the park, man. And you see Stanton and Judge; these guys look like they're in great shape. Looks like the Yankees, like yeah. their players, are in fantastic shape. That's scary for any team. What are your thoughts on the Yankees and and the Nationals? I mean, we also have Soto with COVID, like that's or he doesn't have COVID. We don't really know, right? Like, it's, it's I mean, he was with the team, and and he. I, I don't know. It's everything is such a mess with that. But no, yeah, we saw them uh, yesterday. Unfortunately, the game got uh, called after uh, you know the, the Five rain and thunderstorms and stuff. Um, but yeah, like you said, that lineup. I mean, the, and they, they don't even have they didn't even have DJ Lemayhu in there yet. You know, they they didn't even <laughs> have uh, Miguel Andujar in the lineup. I don't even uh, know if they can fit them in there because right? I thought maybe Andujar would somehow squeeze at third. They push Urshela to second, but they put Tyler Wade in, which I knew Wade was a chance, a choice, a choice there. But Andujar is going to be fighting for our bats, and it's going to be really, really annoying to have to deal with that. Like I've, I've dropped him in twelve team leagues because I saw this coming. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Um, I mean, you figure once DJ LeMahieu is ready to play, then he would take that spot um, from Wade. But uh, yeah, I'm just not too sure where you can play uh, Andujar. Um, he's he's a drop. It, I hate to say yeah. it. I think he's. I would say he's a drop. No, yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, and did yeah, you hear that you mentioned the the? So I was just I was just about to interrupt you, of course, because I can't help myself. If you hear a pause in anything, or if you hear us kind of delayed. George mentioned it. We're watching baseball in the background because it's opening day. We're talking about these games. We're reacting to these games, but 
we can't act like we're not fans of the game as well. So we are still watching games. <laughs> and right now we both have the same Oakland, the Oakland A's against the Angels game on. We ha- I have two games going on. I have the, the Diamondbacks and the uh, Padres as well. That's a close game. It's three to one. Calhoun just homered. So we're gonna re- we're gonna react to all the games that have happened, and we'll talk a little bit about these games as well on, on route to everything. I just wanted to interrupt you. I'm sorry to interrupt you, George. I just wanted to put that out there if people wonder why we're a little off or a little uh, backed up on responses because we're looking at fantasy teams, we're looking at production, we're box score scouting while we're podcasting. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, can you blame us? It's been nine months since we've had baseball on, <laughs> you know, and finally the first day of uh, you know games on all day and yeah i've just kind of been glued to either my phone or the tv you know just checking everything out my Um, wife hates me but yeah it's definitely (laughs) just happy to have the game back man so yeah we're just here tonight just kind of talking about um talking about you know our reaction over the last two days but i mean yeah going back to last night i mean the pitching uh scherzer you know he did get touched up a bit uh gave up four runs but i mean he still had all those strikeouts um yeah it was nice 11 strikeouts in, five, in those five innings so those strikeouts are nice but uh i mean based <laughs> on what i seen yesterday i'm i fully trust scherzer to just come back strong yeah and it was one of those like how much did like the rain start affecting him as a pitcher because you know maybe not being able to grip the ball right and we yeah. saw out of meat and hit a home run but that's funny because i i happen to have like one redraft team with both of them on that team stanton and eaton so that night i'm like all right can we just call the season over like i'll take my win walk out of here and i just it's funny because adam eaton hit a home run it might be 10 games till he does it again like yeah, we, he could he could hit a couple in bunches, but he's more of a compiler. So we don't know though. That's yeah, the thing absolutely. about that's the thing about compiler. He could easily hit three or four more in the next couple of weeks. No surprise. Or he can go another ten games without hitting one. But other than that, I mean, I'm trying to think like, oh, with Soto being out, we saw Robles still bat ninth. What are your thoughts on? I didn't. I don't think I've had a chance to ask you your thoughts on Robles batting ninth this season and your overall expectations. You definitely don't like to see that um, for sure him batting ninth uh even with soto out he he was still there so it doesn't look like that's going to change anytime soon unless he you know just starts uh starts tearing the cover off the ball but i mean he wasn't someone personally that like i was i was targeting uh more or less so Mm -hmm. i mean i don't know i mean i still i still expect him to you know steal a good number of bases but outside of that um don't really expect him like else. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just I'm I was kind of avoiding him as well. And when that happened, I uh kind of was like, even if I wanted some last minute shares, I decided to not do that type of thing. Like I was like, let me just invade him. Obviously, I'm not dealing with and this was something they showed in the summer camp games, the ramp up games up until yeah. this. They were putting him there. I was like, ooh. And he they never did that in spring, but they did that in late summer games. And I was taking those summer game lines pretty serious because I figured it was that ramp up period for the teams. To do that, so I mean, what he could be though, what he very well could be is a good buy low because I'm down on him. I know you're down on him. Most people are probably down on him. He's still going to steal bases. You could probably get him on eighty cent for eighty cents on the dollar, and there's nothing that says he can't hit his way into the lineup. Or if Adam Eaton or Trey Turner get hurt, which they have done in the past plenty of times, he would be one of those guys that move up. Yeah, yeah, it's just tough. It's tough when you know that like steals are at a premium, and and Robles could be one of those guys. It's just hard, like. I mean, knowing that you've had to spend like a top 60 to 70 pick on, um, you know, like a number nine hitter, that that knock in volume definitely hurts in the shortened season. Um, So I'm not sure, like, if you're in uh, categories or Roto League, I'm not sure how how much the Robles owner would be willing to sell at this point. But definitely don't like to see that that he's batting ninth. Um, Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to go – over to the that Giants and Dodgers game, and I was gonna actually actually before we, before we went to that before before I have to hear you commiserate and get upset, oh, no. I wanted to just ask you about well because remember we heard a lot of Carter Q and I'm not gonna do this for every lineup but this one was just so intriguing to me because I haven't had you on in a while so there's a lot of things I want to pick your brain about so this podcast might run longer than I I think it should but I'm sorry George I'm gonna ask you a lot of questions. The Dribble Cabrera, <laughs> the Dribble Cabrera started at third base. We heard mixed reports. We heard reports of keep him getting the everyday shot. Then it changed to they're going to split time essentially. And now every summer camp game, the first op- the opening day game, Estrella Cabrera has been starting at third base, and keep him has been nowhere to be found. Um, are you rostering him 
in 12 teamers at this point or just 15 teamers or not even there? No, I, I think still 15 teamers. I mean, that's still that definitely not what we hoped for or expected uh, so far, but yeah, I don't know. That's, <laughs> it's depressing. I know. It, it's it like, is. What the heck just happened? Because again, tough, we're just. Gonna, but it's a team that wants to compete, so I can understand if they think you know their best way to compete is a guy that's a proven bat who's done it. I can understand it. Do I agree with it? No, but I can understand it. But going to your Giants, you go ahead and you can start talking. I mean, they're playing right now and they're not losing as bad or all that bad. No, I mean, yesterday we saw, I mean, I was pretty conflicted uh, up until maybe an hour before the game start because, I mean, I have been really big on uh, Kershaw this year. And then, of course, uh, he gets scratched, uh, scratched late. And then uh, me. Ended up starting. Uh, it doesn't seem like anything too serious for Kershaw. I don't know. Maybe the news of the expanded playoffs uh, kind of. And then maybe when the Giants rolled out their lineup, they're like, hey, buddy, just uh, take the night off. <laughs> Which is <laughs> you unfortunate. Don't need to be pitching against the AAA team. <laughs> You're giving yourself credit. You think you think your triple A team? Good one. Okay. <laughs> the Giants are bad, oh, dude. Man. Like, like I thought I know the Marlins at least have some exciting pieces, but the Giants are legitimately bad. Like <laughs> absolutely. I was watching the game last night and really like Yes. You don't Dubon. look forward to exactly. You don't I don't That's look it. forward to anyone's at bats except for, you know, Yastremski and maybe Dupont. Um but uh yeah, that was really rough. That was, <laughs> this 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 is gonna be a rough year. The You're, Giants are gonna be a team like you start anybody against San Francisco. <laughs> if you were ever like if there was ever a time to have a bad team, it's a shortened season though. Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah, they, that's if there's one optimistic thing to being uh, Bubba. I was actually on Vlad Sedler's show tonight with Bubba, and he's like, "If we win 15 games, that's uh, <laughs> that's uh, I, I'm happy." And I'm like, "Damn, he's setting the bar low." Right. But uh, looking at yeah. this team, looking at this team, that could very well be the case. I'm, I, I, I'm, I say that tongue in cheek, but I don't know, man. You're gonna have some tough matchups. You'll get. No, it's weird though, man. The Giants are scrappy. They'll, they'll go through like this little run of like. Of seven or ten game win streak, it's weird. They do that. We don't. We don't need that run this year. It <laughs> seems like you know we always get a little run going, and um, management hope. wants to you know maybe go on all in for one last hurrah. But no, no, that's that's done and over. Um, you know, it's I, I would be surprised if they win twenty games, at, <laughs> even if that. But uh, yeah, hey, you'll get a good rough. pick next year. I will say, I mean, Johnny Cueto uh, looked pretty decent yesterday. He did pitch four innings, uh, only gave up one run, uh, struck out three. He did p- pitch pretty decently, but then you see the big weakness after that with the Giants' bullpen. I mean, they really do have one of the worst bullpens right now, too. It's the, This team is just rough. <laughs> Loriano just hit a home run while we were uh, talking. I just watched that one happen. It's nice to see him healthy. I know he was dealing with, oh, I think, a groin. Uh, yeah, I think it was a groin he was dealing with. Uh, it was a calf. Yeah, it was a calf. calf. I knew it was a leg or soft tissue injury of some sort. That's yeah. actually a little bit concern. It was a little bit of concern for me because he did deal with that calf uh, injury last year. So definitely don't like to see things like that reoccurring. But yeah, I'm a little bit delayed uh, on my feet. But man, it's nice to know that he's out there. Uh, <laughs> Sorry to ruin it for you. <laughs> hitting a home run. No, no, no. It's all good. But oh, yeah. Yeah, going, going back to these games. Um, Hopefully, you know, I was mentioning Kershaw. It looks like it's not anything serious. So if you own Kershaw, I wouldn't really worry about it. It looks like it was retro to retroactive to July 20th. So it's looking like he did throw a he did throw catch from 90 feet today, too. So I'm thinking he's probably back right after the minimum uh, 10 games uh, or if not, you know, very shortly after. So and uh, if he is coming back, uh, we'll see. I think the week after he comes back it's the uh, san diego and san francisco so a couple pretty good matchups I'll take it. <laughs> yeah i'll, I'll take it Waiting for i only have back. one share but it's all my main event team which is my most expensive team but speaking of like the dodgers their team is just stacked i get there's not really much, i don't want to bring up a whole lot about them max muncie they, they basically tried out this lefty righty lefty righty all the way down the lineup and then reverse it righty lefty righty lefty today they did that the only thing that was really worth noting is that Kyle Seager was batting fifth and then sixth, so I think he's in a prime position, and he's looking healthy. He's really turning on the ball, getting some good wood on there, and actually showing his health. And I know you're a Kyle Seager uh, – Kyle, sorry, wrong Seager, Corey Seager guy. Oh, absolutely. Love Corey Seager. So he did hit a double yesterday. 
Um, and then today he's three for three right now, mm -hmm. uh, two singles and a double. Right now they he's just healthy. He's healthy, yeah, for sure. Uh, he's looking good. He was showing that at the end of last year. That's why I was really big on him coming into the year. He was one of the guys that I've kind of just been all in on. Uh, kind of have been comparing him to uh, Xander Bogarts. I think they're not much different, and you're kind of seeing it right now early on. Like you saw it at the end of last year when you know his batted ball data just looked like when you know he was back to healthy Corey Seager. So um, really like what I'm seeing right now from Seager, and I think yesterday he was batting fifth. Uh, yeah, and then today yeah. they got him in there at six. So they flip flop kind of that. They flip flop that lefty righty thing. I told, like at the, at the right. top of the lineup. That's all it is. But they go left. They go back and forth, lefty righty, all the way up and down. That way pitchers can't bring in that whole one type of like a lefty specialist because or a righty specialist. Like, they can't bring in a specialist because of the way the team uh, lays out. Yeah, it's kind yeah, of so definitely like that. Like uh, what we saw from Seager. And Kiki, 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 Kiki Hernandez. Because every time I think, every time, every time I think of Kiki, I think of that song. Um, <laughs> Kiki Hernandez bat, uh, was batting six yesterday, and the dude came up and like he did this last year. Like he started off hot. I remember because I was buying in and Absolutely. I was fooled. And this year he came up, went four for five with was he had a home run, like five RBIs, and he's the part of the reason. I mean, right now it's just it's justifying why Lux isn't up. I'm sorry to say it, but him starting off as hot as he did is justifying exactly why Lux got sent down. And he was like, I'm doing these daily streamers. And for those who don't know, it's basically I'm picking players owned. I do a day. I do two days in, uh, in advance. I do it the day. No, I do one day in advance. I, and then the next day I just keep going a day in advance. And you have to be 20% or owned at the time I put them up. And Kike Hernandez was like 7% owned. He's already over 20% owned. I can't even stream him anymore. Because people have just overreacted and picked him up because you, you're trying to ride the hot. I mean, it makes sense. If you have daily waivers, he has what now two more games against the Giants, and the pitching just gets worse for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's all down from there. I mean, I, I've got uh, a bunch of Dodgers, and I'm playing just a bunch of Dodgers in DFS uh, today and the rest Which, of the weekend. <laughs> yeah. It didn't actually work out today. Today was the Boston day. Today was the Boston day, yeah. Boston yeah, stack would work. It really stinks because um, I have a I played. I actually played DFS the first time in a while, and I put a lot of Dodgers. I, I, I picked the right pitchers. I had Lance Lynn, Ross Stripling, and who was my other pitcher for DFS? It was another good one that had a really good outing, but then my hitters didn't really pull through, and which is weird because normally I would expect the other way. Which tonight, all my aces. Like even if I had a good outing, like I have a lot of like Paddock, Barrios, Giolito, and Paddock like combos on teams, and it's like, well, that was useless. <laughs> it's yeah, really unfortunate. I, I think what we've seen, um, and I'm sure we'll get to it once we go game by we game. Are. Today, but I finally I got think, us over to the next page. <laughs> yeah, I think we what we've seen today is kind of, I mean, aces are going to ace, right? I think Nick Pollock coined that. Uh, ace is going to ace, but. Uh, yeah, I think we've kind of seen that. Giolito and and uh, Barrios both kind Max, of lit up today. Max Muncy, uh, two home runs tonight. Yeah, Max Muncy. He just hit a second one. Yep, yeah. Oof. Dude, I had, and you know me, I actually have a, quite a bit of Muncy because I was always targeting that early multi-positional eligibility. I have them in a lot of leagues. Mostly my – dude, I'm – I'll be shocked because I honestly wrote off the money for this year. Like, I spent a lot of money on leagues, pretty much wrote it off. And if I can, because a lot of my leagues were really early and I've lost players to Tommy John or to COVID or to just opting out. And some of these teams are starting off so hot right now. Like, obviously, it's only one game. <laughs> I get that. But man, like, every game is like, what, two and a half percent of the season or something crazy? Right. Yeah. Every game it's, counts, man. And, and I think a hot start is far more important this year than ever before in fantasy. So if you can get like a good week, if you if somehow your players come out hot this week and really get rolling, you could be off to like placing in your league. It won't take much to if you just sustain a little bit of that heat. But anyway, let's get back to the slate. So we had the we had the first game of today, the Braves versus the Mets, and kind of more of the same. The one thing I did like to see is that they they weren't dumb. The Mets actually did the right thing and moved Cano down. Remember they were talking about put, hitting him third. Yeah, they, they moved him down to six. They put Nemo. Leading off, which I think Nimmo's going to lead off against righties and bat lower against lefties, but he did have good on base against both, so we'll see. But 
I the Mets hitting is intriguing, and Degrom looked healthy. I mean, oh, he he's dude. He's gonna dominate this year, man. He's gonna win another Cy Young, probably. At least I think. Obviously, the injuries behind him, and of course, they couldn't get him to win because the, the Mets are gonna Mets. But they attacked. Uh, Cespedes was actually batting in the five hole, hit the hit the only home run, the only run of the game. JD Davis had what looked like a long double. I think it was gonna come up short, but it was robbed nonetheless. But regardless, man, I think the Mets might. I hate to say, it, I think they're gonna be okay. Yep. Well, they got the win today, like you said. Cespedes uh, drove in the only run of the game with that home run. Now, when uh, Degrom came out and he was looking, you know, as nasty as ever, uh, they brought in Seth Lugo. Uh, Seth Lugo came oh, in, which is kind yeah. of what they were expecting to do. They were going to, you know, ride Seth Lugo uh, early on in the season as their starters continue to get built up. But he came in uh, two innings, three strikeouts, got the win. So uh, I'd like to see that, you know, if you're a Seth Lugo owner, he's going to get plenty of volume. And um, Cespedes, what kind of leagues are you recommending adding Cespedes? Like, because is he a, is he like a must add everywhere? I've seen him picked up in as shallow as ten to twelve team leagues. I mean, I've done. I actually played. added him. I, I I'm not just like I hate to for this reason, but remember when they came out and told us months uh, Muncie Mancini was out for the year because of the cancer? Yeah, months ago, right? I mm-hmm. I went to the waiver wire and said screw it and added him in a twelve team league. Cespedes. So this might be like a little mini victory lap. But I think he must, he's a must own in 12 teamers. Like, I think he should be around 60 to 70% owned. I don't think 10 teamers, you can justify it yet. But you might be, but you might want to add him everywhere just because if he does take off, we've seen what his bat can do. The power is real and he can actually be a difference maker in power. So we might want to, you know, consider that. And yeah. I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be opposed to adding him. It's just in a 10 team league, imagine who you have to drop for him, you know? Right. Yeah. I mean, um, if he's going to play every day and bat fifth, I think he's a must-add everywhere. Um, yeah, I mean, he yeah, today, I get it. He'll do you know? I wouldn't. I w- I'm not opposed to that. You know, Tommy Pham stole two bases tonight. Wow, that is impressive. That is so valuable. What team? I know I have him on a couple teams because I was a Tommy. Dude, my like, I was talking to Mike tonight, SP Streamer. For those who might not know who Mike is, and I was just talking about how my bat, my hitting, has started off the year hot. First game of the season, my hitting came out to play. My pitching is just, and he's like, next year, he recommended that we uh, split a team next year. I'm like, you know what? It can't hurt to try. Cause I, I'm at the point now where I have two straight years. I mean, again, this is still very premature, but I have two straight years of my hitting analysis just being just solid so far. I mean, obviously, again, it's way too early to call t- any type of victory laps, but it's just crazy. It's like, I feel confident in my hitting analysis. My pitchers, it's like, I never feel comfortable. <laughs> like I had Giolito as my ace on a lot of staffs, like, and he got lit up. And I'm overreacting. Normally, I wouldn't yeah. be like this. I would not normally be like this. But we have what Giolito has. What eleven more starts? And that's it. <laughs> we don't, right, we yeah. don't have time for this. We don't have time <laughs> for these uh, these uh, early blowups. Sorry, tangent. Always. Next game. No, it's all good. Well, <laughs> Mets and Braves. Going back to Mets and Braves. Uh, Edwin Diaz did come in and get the save. So at least we know uh, that. I think. You know, it's going to be his to lose at this point. I think he did give up a foul ball home run to Freeman. Worth noting, just so you know, like, like people like he did look nasty at times, but he also did almost blow it. Yeah. No, no, yeah, he. Did. I, I was watching that game. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, but he still got the he still got the job done, and I think it's just his to lose. So hopefully, we'll see how he does there. But you know, Lugo right now they're writing Lugo right uh, in the middle, and then um, Diaz is the guy closing it out. Uh, I I don't think I would expect anything different unless Diaz just completely craps the bed, <laughs> which we saw him do last it's year. Possible. I'm not expecting, but yeah, I'm not expecting him to either, to be honest. But yeah, it is one possible. thing I did notice. Um, now Acuna uh, was one for four, struck out three times, and he didn't have a great great spring at all. Uh, didn't hit for any power in the spring, and I think his average was under 200. So what are you saying? Oh, here? Oh, I hope to see Acuna turn it around, but uh, we'll see in 60 games. I know he struggled a bit to finish uh, 2019 as well. So, What are you saying here? Come on, just say it already. Just I'm say- not calling anybody a bust just yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was hoping to get out of you. Didn't quite oh, work. No, no. no. <laughs> That's funny. But, yeah, again, that was just a uh, – it's just so much to talk about, so much fun. Let's, yeah, let's, yeah. We'll try to hurry up some of the stuff, but I would say that. But there's, it's hard because I want to talk about a few things on the Tigers here. CJ Crone hit a home run today. 
We saw he them. Kinda, we saw them trot out their home run. This is the Tigers versus the Reds. We saw them uh, trot out their, if you want to call this like a lineup, but it's it is what it is. If you need some cheap speed, Nico Goodrum. It looks like he's leading off, so that's a plus. If you need some speed, I have nothing to really say about the, the Tigers. Crone is all I want from this lineup, to be honest. Maybe Goodrum if I'm desperate for speed. But the Reds I want to talk about because it was very intriguing. They are they're already playing these games, these matchups. Boyd's a lefty. Philip Irvin, he started and let off against a lefty because he crushes lefties. Matt Davidson, 30-man roster. He's they have they can afford to have him on. He crushes lefties. He DH'd. In the sixth inning, a righty came in. They took these guys out for Akiyama and Winker because they're better against righties. So they're playing this analytical game already. I'm going to assume as long as Matt Davidson, Irvin, and Akiyama and Winker are on the roster, they're going to keep playing this analytical game. And we're talking about halfway through the game, even when Winker and Akiyama start, we could see them swapped out if a, if a tough lefty comes in. Like, I don't know. I, I just I assume that those guys won't be swapped out as much because there's more righties than there are lefties naturally in a on a team. But it's it's concerning for sure, especially if you're an Akiyama guy. Because Winker right, is pretty gonna... much free. Yeah, I was just gonna say. I mean, the only kind of relevant guy that we want to know about here is is Akiyama. Uh, so it is definitely interesting that we've seen that the first game, and if we're gonna continue to see that, because when you're playing sixty games and you're trying to you know compete for a playoff spot like the Reds are, you pull out all the stops, you do what you got to do, and so maybe this is something that they continue, they continue with. And that's that's very concerning for their guys. That's what I said. We saw Sonny Gray do his thing today. Boyd started off very shaky. He couldn't locate. I think it was just the nerves. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was watching this game, and he was like missing everywhere. He hit two. He actually he gave up a beat like a really ring like a little dinky hit, crappy hit, no big deal. Then he like hit. He walked the batter. Then he hit the next two, and then <laughs> yeah, it was just a really ugly first inning. He he loaded the bases with no outs, limited limited it to two runs. And then he kind of, you know, got back into the game a little better there. But I expect more better things to come moving forward. It was just a rocky first inning, really. And then from there, he kind of, again, got it under control. So we can move on from that matchup, dive right into the Rays versus the Blue Jays, which I expected Charlie Morton to go out and dominate. That was yeah. not the case. No, no, he got roughed up. He got pretty touched up. I mean, um, it's there's I don't really see all that much to take away, though, at this point. Uh, Ken Giles did come out and get the save that they did win six to four. I think maybe looking over to the Rays, uh, you might be able to take a little bit more from that. What I, that's, I yeah, that lineup. That's why it's like you see what they did. This is what they did versus lefties, right? So you have no Brandon Lau, no G Man Choi. These are guys that are going to play against righties for sure. So I think you're going to see Yandy Diaz or Hunter Renfro get the short side of a platoon, and definitely Jose Martinez won't hit against righties. Only he's only going to be a lefty guy for sure. I feel very confident saying that. But the one that intrigued me is Susugo batting third, even against a lefty, and he's a lefty. This makes me believe that they believe in his bat regardless, and he might play every day because if he's a lefty, and he had a home run tonight, by, by the did. way, like a two-run shot. So Susugo was a guy that I've l- really liked this year. I got him in some deeper leagues. Couldn't get him in the shallower ones because just never needed the skill set, whatever the reason. Bad management, whatever you want to call it. But Susugo is very intriguing, and what is it? I'll look up his ownership because he's a guy I think I'd rather have over – I don't know if I'd rather have him over Cespedes because Cespedes has the track record, but man, am I intrigued. Susugo is only owned in 17% of Yahoo leagues. Cespedes is owned in 52%. So Cespedes is owned almost where he should be. I think Susugo is your next man up as far as if you need some power. And he played third base today, so he'll gain some eligibility. He'll be eligible in multiple spots if he's not already. Yahoo is very liberal with that. Yeah, it's it's hard to really trust. I mean, you're looking at the Rays lineup, what they did. If Susugo is there uh, every day, I mean, I think he's kind of a must add as well. I, I what really disappointed me was not seeing Brandon Lau in the in that lineup. I'm not surprised I mean, with the lefty. We kind of heard it was going to happen. This just they brought up Mike Brasau. Brasau, I always mess up his name. He's mm-hmm. the platoon partner with them. When the 30-man gets cut down, maybe we see Lau getting more opportunities against lefties. But as long as they have the flexibility of a 30-man roster platoons galore for the Rays. Absolutely. I mean, can you trust that anybody outside of, you know, whenever Austin Meadows is healthy and he comes back, him and maybe Willie Adamas? I mean, oh, Thomas, is anybody else? 
guaranteed to be, be in this lineup every day? No, only and Adamas only because they don't have a shortstop. Maybe Kiermaier because that glove in center field is so valuable. Mm-hmm. But that would be your argument for Renfro. But Renfro's glove, I just don't know if it's going to play because they have so many pieces and they just have so many platoon potentials. It's going to be a pain, man. But I think Susugo. This again, I'm. This is one you have to monitor because again, getting that lefty lefty matchup and starting with when you know they could have plugged in somebody else and he perform and he showed up and he performed. I really like what I saw there. Like that's very intriguing and, and very very promising. So I'm gonna keep my eye on him and I'm gonna. I, I think he's an ad, but he's. I'm gonna just again. I'm gonna keep watching the situation, see if he gets co- consistent playing time. Miami yeah. versus the Phillies. Uh, I just want to go back one. No, sorry, I just wanted to touch on one more thing with the Blue Jays and Rays. Travis Shaw, batting cleanup, went one for three with a walk, hit a double. Travis Shaw is he an ad in ten to twelve team leagues? I'd rather have Grichuk. I have added Grichuk in the twelve. I actually dropped Shaw for Grichuk. So Grichuk hit fifth today. Yes. Yes. Um, Right behind him. I know the lineup spot isn't better, but I just liked what I saw in spring training from Grichuk, but. Shaw is a year removed or two years removed or whatever you want to call it. 2019 was a fluke year. His swing, he he's mentioned his swing was out of whack. If you look at his launch angles, it was like consistent, consistent, and it was like absurd. So I think he's going to be okay. I like him. I'm just waiting to see more. Grishuk, I, I just saw I saw him do it in spring prior to the shutdown. I, I don't know why. I'm a little, Maybe I'm just – I know the power plays as well. But I think they're both ads. I think they're both somebody worth mentioning off the waiver wire, like if you need help in these positions. But I don't know. Excuse me. Right now, I like Grichuk more. But mm-hmm. it's very close. Like if you like Shaw more, I wouldn't be surprised or wouldn't argue with you, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, if you're talking about shallow leagues, I mean, these are two deep positions. You're talking about outfield and third base. Yeah, it's tough. Um, so, yeah, it, it's tough. But I think they both got the upside too. I mean, uh, Warren and Ad. Pretty much, I, I I like I like Shaw batting cleanup. We'll see if that sticks when uh, Guriel comes back. I just wish we knew more about Guriel's injury because it sounded like it was like an oblique, and those can linger. Yeah, I, I mean, I haven't really read much about it to be completely honest. As much as I follow the news, I haven't seen anything about it. The Marlins are one to know. Like I before I got cut off, I was saying it before. No I'm kidding, and uh, but I'm not kidding about them being one to know. They are gonna make the playoffs now that they've now that half the league makes the playoffs. The Marlins are making it. <laughs> and Alcantara looks fantastic tonight. 6.2 innings, 7 Ks, only 87 pitches needed, and just looked like he was just continuing where he left off. The only person that did any damage off him was Didi Gregorius with a solo shot. And, yeah. I mean, that's that's all I got to say about the Marlins. I mean, Aguilar hit a home run out of the two-hole. Yep, Aguilar batting second. C-Dick showed up, uh, hit two for four. Harold Ramirez is interesting. He's a deeply guy, 15-teamer, because as long as he bats cleanup, that hit tool can play. Yeah. But that's about it. The Marlins aren't exciting. Garrett Cooper did his thing. The Phillies kind of struggled offensively, but we know what they can be. I guess the one thing I want to bring up is Roman Quinn. Roman Quinn, if he gets everyday playing time, he's a stolen base like king. Like He's a guy you got to add if you're chasing stolen bases. The guy has plus-plus speed, and if he's playing every day over Adam Hazley, He's a guy that you target. And I don't know if he's 12-team relevant. You have to be really desperate for, for steals. Yeah. But he's a guy that you should definitely target for steals in your 15-teamers for sure. Again, monitor the playing time. He got to start versus righties. So if it's a platoon, he has a strong side, which still has, which could still warrant like in your five outfield, 15-team leagues, a spot just to try to get stolen bases. But other than that, Nola looked really good until he just ran out of gas. It looked like he ran out of gas in the sixth inning. Mm-hmm. It's it's all look like. I mean, he was looking really sharp until then, and then just got hit around. Um, the Royal, unless you have anything to add, I'm gonna move on to the Royals and Indians. No, we can move on. Royals and Indians. Bieber just crushed it. What he had, 14 Ks. Absolutely dominated. Six innings, 14 strikeouts. The guy had it going all day, man. The fastball, the curveball, it was just beautiful. It was beautiful to watch. Duffy did not look bad until again. He looked like another guy who just kind of ran into a wall in the fifth inning. He was actually looking pretty decent. He did hang some pitches that he got away with from, from what I was watching. But because again, I've had baseball on all day, multiple teams, multiple screens, just catching a little bit of everything. And Duffy did not look bad, and his velocity was still looking solid. But he obviously 
got lit up a little bit. The bullpen let up, let up the rest of the runs, and he didn't have the greatest outing. But I think there's some promising – there's at least streamer appeal there in Duffy this year. I was just going to say, I think he's uh, probably warrants an add in 15-teamers and then maybe like a streamer in 12-teamers. But, yeah, he did look pretty decent today. Uh, didn't let the Indians lineup do much damage against him. So this was a, this was a good game to watch. I, I mean, Bieber was just absolutely lights out. So, I mean – yeah, that was that was really good. And then uh, Brad Hand did pick up the save. Uh, we didn't see Karinchak today, unfortunately, but uh, that's sure. good. Maybe maybe he'll get. Maybe if there's a save out tomorrow, he'll get it. You know. Yeah, I, he was warming up uh, in case Bieber couldn't get out of the six. But uh, after Bieber got that last out, and then uh, it was Simber, Whitigren, and then Hand uh, for the final three innings. That's and yo yeah you're the that's right you're the bullpen guy so you're watching this stuff closely. Yeah. <laughs> Have you started watching bullpens closely because you start sort of obviously because you were writing about them? Now do you just do it naturally and now you just watch trends and stuff naturally because you've learned to? Yeah, uh pretty much it was last year uh when I first joined Fantrax, uh it was like, "Hey, how are you?" Four score and bull- 7 years ago. Right. It feels like dude, we 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 joined together, man. It was a while. It feels like forever ago. Things that the amount of things that we've done since. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, hey, yeah, I'll I'll do bullpens, and then pretty much since then, I mean, yeah, I've been um, just kind of keeping tabs with everything. Uh, Going to be continuing that again this year. So next week, I'll have my first uh, waiver. I mean, uh, bullpen report piece out for fan tracks. Gotcha. Yeah, and I the same thing with the like I checked lineups now ever since spring training because i came up with this wacky idea to monitor them i watch them like crazy so i know all the little intricate ins and outs so when i see things it catches my attention i'm like wow this wasn't what they were doing or okay i saw this coming and and it it makes me feel better because i'm putting stuff out there and people seem to really be enjoying it and taking it in because no one else at least i mean obviously obviously ross resource does it but to put this much work i felt like i was trying to be something i feel like i found my one little unique thing i do because not everybody takes the time to write up and monitor every little movement that they notice on these things. So this isn't me talking it up. It's just me. Like, I'm super excited. I found this thing I really enjoy doing. And now I'm kind of addicted to it. <laughs> <laughs> and I, But now it's natural. Now I look at a lineup. I'm like, okay, wow. Okay, that's different today. And it kind of makes me react. And speaking of different, Eric Sogard led off, which was initially the thought way back when. But they never did that in summer camp. And then today against the righty, Kyle Hendricks, who dominated, Eric Sogard yeah. Eric Sogard led off. Lorenzo Cain batted eighth. If that's normal against righties, Lorenzo Cain can really he, – he might just have a rough year. Yeah, yeah. I think um, if he's going to be batting eighth, he's for me, he's probably droppable in like 10-team leagues. That's so – in 10-teamers, yeah, okay. I was going to say that's really tough because he could still be solid. It's just yeah. – I mean, and – how how much would it take for Kane to outperform Sogard to, to make that swap happen? You know, because as much as I like Sogard, I only liked him because he was leading off. I didn't think that they were going to actually do it on the strong side of a platoon, but that's what I guess that makes sense because Sogard being a lefty. But Kyle Hendricks, I guess, is the real storyline here. The Brewers' bats were completely off, and Hendricks on opening night threw a complete game shutout. Yeah. What? That's you know amazing. how much you know how much crow I'm eating right now for being the anti Hendricks guy. And it's not not even just a shutout, man. Nine strikeouts. That's not Hendricks. He won't hit nine the rest of the season. Stop it. <laughs> no. Like in any game, not total, obviously. But he's never going to do a strikeout inning again. I shouldn't say that. I'm already eating enough crow. I really need to stop. <laughs> yeah. I'm so no, yeah. Um, anything else from this game? I mean, Woodruff looked that- good. He looked sharp. I mean, he only gave up two runs in five innings, got mm-hmm. five Ks. That's solid. That I mean, he, the fact they let him throw, they let him go five innings and eighty-five pitches in his first time out suggests maybe we were all, you know, because I think you, we were on the same page as far as Woodruff being a guy that they'll let pitch five or six innings. They already did it tonight, so it's mm-hmm. kind of good to see that. You see the trend. Not obviously, only two runs didn't get him the win, but I think more times than not, his offense will come back comfort, like you know, show up for him and do well. I think the one thing I am interested about was Justin Smoke hitting cleanup. I didn't think Justin Smoke was going to hit cleanup. Uh, between Hira and Braun, I thought Braun was going to hit cleanup, and Smoke was going to fight off Garcia for that six spot or five six spot. So just as little, it's just a little interesting because all it did was give him some added protection in the in the lineup. So maybe he'll get a few more um, good pitches to see. And again, nothing major, but I'm seeing value in everything. Actually, I lied. There's one thing: Nico Horner started at second base. He did. 
And in summer camp, they showed this, but then they showed in one of the games Kipnis getting second base. And for them to give Nico Horner second base, obviously he showed up and played well for the Cubs down the stretch last year. He could be a dark horse, like NL rookie of the year type of guy. Like people just forgot about him because all the Lux hype, all the Robert hype. He could like he's not fant- he's not like a oh my god flashy player, but playing time is king, and he could just win the rookie year based on playing time. Right. I was just going to say he's one of the only rookies actually playing right now. I mean, everyone else has to sit and wait for a week. But, yeah, I mean, he's in there. He's in there, picked up a hit today. So, I mean, yeah, like uh, like Nico Horner. I did notice uh, Corey Knebel came in and pitched an inning uh, while the Brewers were down by three. I think that just kind of, you know. Yeah, exactly. Just getting him some work, uh, starting to, you know, just give him some some innings in there because you know it's been it's his first time back from Tommy John, but I think that kind of you know if, if anyone was concerned about Hader not getting the saves at least early on he he's the guy so. And we can move right on over to to the Orioles and Red Sox and I'm not sure what to take away from the pitchers. Eovaldi was painting the black at times with like some like 98 mile per hour heat. So that is going to be something to watch, but it was the Orioles and Tommy Malone got lit up tonight. If there is two, I think there's two main takeaways for me and you could piggyback off them or talk about them as much as you like, but Austin Hayes leading off is just kind of confirming that that should be his everyday spot. I wasn't really ever doubting it, but if you were, he, you just have to watch out against lefties. Cause I know righties, he hits well, it's lefties. He kind of struggles against. So we got to watch mm-hmm. out for that. And of course, Alex Verdugo wasn't in the lineup. He It looks like Kevin Pilar got the spot over him. Now, Pilar showed up and played tonight and did well. And he they did say in the preseason that he would be playing against lefties. So right. I was still surprised to see Verdugo not in the lineup, though, even though he, even though it's a lefty-lefty matchup. What are your thoughts on Verdugo? Oh, man, that, that was pretty disappointing to see because I really like Verdugo. Um, oh, Zach's, Zach's losing our bet already. He was the Verdugo guy between me, you, and yeah. Remember uh, that bet? Brian Anderson. I had uh, Brian Reynolds. He had uh, Alex Verdugo. Right? <laughs> he lost. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, if this is how things. If it's gonna, it's gonna be. I mean, if he's gonna be sitting uh, against the lefties, then I mean, yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> I mean, it, it was still disappointing though. Uh, but yeah, Hayes. Hayes is definitely interesting. You're not dropping Verdugo yet, are you? I'm not no, not dropping for Dugo yet. I not mean, yet. he was hurt. He was hurt early on in the spring. Who knows how? If uh, they're just giving him a little bit more time before he's in there every day. Fast forward a week. You know, thing the move the season's moving fast. Fast forward a week, and he's still only like he sees another lefty. I gotta go look at the line of the the matchups, but say he sees another two lefties. Sits for his both of them. At that point, does he become droppable in your mixed leagues, like twelve teamers, shallower leagues like that? Yeah, I'm yeah. with you. It's tough. It hurts. I had to recommend dropping Tony. I had had to recommend dropping Tony Disco after hearing about his injury. That hurt. That hurt my feelings. Yeah. Now, like you said, if in a week he's, you know, it's just a straight up platoon. uh, Yeah, I mean that's it's tough, but it might be something that you have to do. Heck, right now you might have to decide: do I keep Verdugo or do I react and go pick up a Cespedes or Or Susugo? Or Kyle Lewis, yeah, who we'll get to later. But he had a home run tonight off Verlander. Talk mm-hmm. about intriguing. He's going to be a two fifty hitter, but he's in his, he could he could in theory win lead the league in home runs because the power is real. But yeah, like really. these are like these are reactionary moves you got to make. Like Verdugo was known for his safe floor. How much of that? How you, now you take away some of his at bats against lefties, which you which he didn't even do that bad against last year. So you take those away though. That's taking away a good amount of his production. I would say he. You're gonna have to react. You're gonna miss out on all these players if you hold on to him. If he's like that fringe guy in your lineup, yeah, yeah. And uh, I'd rather have almost. I think I'd rather have all three of them than than Verdugo right now. Right. Yeah. You could be making that decision right now. Do you keep Verdugo or do you drop him for you know one of those guys? So I, I think you got the East I, has a lot of lefties too. Yeah. Yeah. I remember hearing some. I remember something about that. Yeah, I, I believe I there are like at. eleven starting pitchers right now. Um, in that AL East, so that are left-handed, so it's you could see could see a lot of that, and then I mean, it looks like Benintendi 
is going to be the everyday leadoff guy. So even when Verdugo co- does come in, because Madison early on we were thinking Verdugo is the leadoff guy, right? I, mean, I wasn't. Well, I wasn't. I, I told you guys he wasn't. Everyone wanted to argue with me. That like, oh, he'll be leading off sooner than later, maybe in 2021, but not in yeah. 2020. I'm not buying it. I think. Wow, I'm gonna. I have a decision to make. I have him in a 12 team league, and I got. I think there's Evan White available, and Evan White's batting second. Like, yeah. like for a bad team, but still batting second and probably playing every day. That's a decision I have to make. And I'm just, I know it's over. I, I feel like we're overreacting, but you don't have time to wait for these guys. Like I would, I would normally say, Hey, wait, watch, see what happens. But if you're waiting and watching in the shortened season, you're missing out on all these guys we already mentioned. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's the issue. <laughs> all right. We got to, yeah, we do have to hurry this up a lot. We're going to be doing this forever. If we don't hurry this up, Rockies, Rangers, I streamed Lance Lynn in, in Vandal because the Rockies are on the road. It's that simple. Yeah. But because the Rockies are on the road, Herman Marquez pitched fantastically like we expected him to because he's on the road. Other, exactly. than, <laughs> other than that, I'm looking at it and no Garrett Hampson because like, the Rockies showed that they weren't going to play him in summer, so why would they play him now? And But Sam Hillier did start at least against the righties, so we know that he'll play against righties. Looking at the uh, Rangers, Nick Solak did start, but Calhoun was out. So when Calhoun comes back, is Solak the one who gets squeezed? Solak was pinch hit for this game as well. So I think he's already on. I think he is kind of that guy who gets squeezed and Calhoun is ready to go. Anything else you would take away from that, though? That I mean, I know I kind of covered some of the bigger things. but No, I mean, Lynn, uh, he was a little bit erratic today, but, I mean, it was the Rockies. You shush. The Rockies <laughs> Don't talk in- bad about my Lynn. No, I mean, I love Lynn, dude. He was <laughs> He was one of the guys I've been targeting. I had been targeting just because we saw today he pitched over a hundred pitches, uh, and so he's going to be one of these guys who continues to pitch deep into games, or you know he's going to get through that uh, fifth and sixth inning, even if he is a little bit erratic. He's going to you know he has a big pitch count, so he was a little erratic though. Uh, but the fastball looked great. Fastball looked good. Uh, his off speed stuff did look a little bit um, out of whack, but. Yeah, Rockies weren't able to take advantage, so he goes six innings, no runs, and I believe nine strikeouts. I think I heard on the broadcast today that he might be pitching the fifth game of the year, uh, and that would be um, against Arizona because they do have an off day. If they do, if he doesn't, then he would get San Francisco after that. So, uh, I mean, Arizona can be good, but we're watching to get shut down right now. Yeah, and I mean, Paddock got his run support for the win tonight. And he pitched six innings with 80, in, in 81 pitches. And that was my argument about Paddock. I was telling people, like, we saw him do this last year. He He's efficient. That's where I was saying. He's efficient. Right. And we're seeing it in full force tonight. The, uh, he, he Just looking at it, man. And I don't know. I feel like Paddock got overlooked in, in some ranks and then, like, was, like, overhyped in others. I thought I was in a pretty sweet spot with him. I had him in the teens. So I think I think I was in that weird like just right not too porridge isn't too cold or too hot, but that's just like the one pitcher thing I got right and I've been wrong about everything else tonight. So we'll see. <laughs> um, speaking of getting things wrong, we all know how much I love Giolito, and he well so did Barrios. Man, it was just a bad pitching night for those guys. Yeah, Giolito and Barrios. Man, Yoan Moncada absolutely owns Barrios. <laughs> man, I remember yeah. watching- Last year, and yeah, uh, Moncada hits Barrios so well. Did hit, hit a three-run bomb off him today. I mean, these two lineups, these two lineups are are great. I mean, are you surprised that you know they no. roughed, the Twins roughed up Giolito? I mean, you can't be surprised. I mean, the Twins the, have Miguel Sano batting eighth. Eighth, yeah, eighth. <laughs> that's probably yeah. the biggest takeaway, though. Be, like that's that's terrible for his value. Yeah, yeah, and. And Barrios, too. I mean, he kind of has these up and down nights. And, and today, I mean, he does give up uh, quite a bit of contact. And today, yeah, the White Sox took advantage of it. They did hang five runs on him. Uh, Twins ended up winning 10-5. But, <laughs> Seven runs on Giolito. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. But, I mean, you can see what these what these lineups are. I mean, you know, we kind of had been saying to target these, like, White Sox, Twins, uh, and even the Indians, those central lineups. And we saw today, you know, how good those offenses could be. Oh, it's just so <laughs> like Max Kepler's uh, two home run night. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. And we will see him lead off against righties, but lefties will see him hit the bottom of the lineup. So th- this is one of those teams, by the way, they'll be very different lefty versus righty. So just keep that in mind on the lineup side of things. But other than that, man, they're both great offenses. I think you're going to see these pitchers 
face these teams again, obviously. And you can see like they can come out and own them the next time out. You don't, you really don't know. So you just got to watch it. Obviously you can't react. You might be able to, this, you know what? People are reactionary. Maybe, maybe somebody like wasn't truly sold on G thought they got my good value. And now they might be looking to deal. Maybe you can deal. Like I would deal. Would you, I don't know if I actually like Lanson a lot. Bad example. But I'm trying to think of a name. Would you give Frankie Montas up for Lucas Giolito right now? No, I wouldn't. Oh, well, you're a Montas guy. That's the wrong person. Yeah, you know I'm a Montas guy. Would I you give know. Rich Hill for Lucas Giolito? <laughs> I think. <laughs> oh, you and you know what? I I think I saw Rich Hill is getting scratched already from his start this weekend. Really? Let me confirm that. Oh my goodness! You confirm that while I get moving to the next stuff, man, because uh, that would be killer for a lot of uh lineups because i put them in thinking i was gonna get some stats out of them right so yeah randy dobnak will be starting tomorrow and rich rich hill is just getting pushed back uh doesn't look like hopefully it's not anything like injury related but if he's just getting pushed pushed back then uh, hopefully okay (laughs) i give up with rich hill but rich yeah you love rich hill but yeah no it's it's just a funny like obviously now it's an inside joke you are the rich hill guy now now i'm wondering i'm trying to find a name a uh, good name for you, off the top of my head, Caras- Carlos Carrasco. Would you go offering him? Do you think? I don't think the owner. Of the- See, I don't think the Gilly owner would take that though. No, I don't think so. Um, I don't know, man. You gotta think about this. Maybe would you take Montas if he continues having this good game? And um, I think oh, he's done. He's already out. He already yeah. He th- yeah, he- yeah. Would you try to maybe take that and go to the Morton owner? Maybe a pitcher you believe more in. Take him uh, on top to the Morton owner and be like, hey, oh. Morton sucks. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I would make that deal if I could get Morton. If you could, yeah. Okay, I was just trying to gauge where – because you are you have people who are going to overreact. I think Morton and Gilito are guys you need to go out and buy, period. Because I bet you can get – and Gilito easier than Morton. I think you can get Gilito easier than Morton because there were some big-name analysts that were lower on him than you know me, I was and maybe you were initially. So I think you could sell – you could probably – if you're a believer in Gilito, which I know I am, I think I'm going to go out and throw out some offers tomorrow. I just got to be smart about who I give up. Uh, Joe Musgrove and Flaherty both pitched very well tonight. Musgrove looked like he ran out of gas in the sixth, but this is typical Musgrove. He's cruising, he's cruising, he's cruising. Hits the sixth inning and gets lit up for three runs. (laughs) But, hey, only three runs. Musgrove looked good. I'm going to go back and watch this game more because I want to see if he was doing more of the fastballs up. I want to go watch his pitch mix. See, I'm sure I can go find that right now on StatCast anyway how much he threw what and how effective they were because Musgrove is a guy that we're, we're buying into the he has the plus stuff and the analytics team there is really trying to help him get better yeah yeah I mean uh I, I haven't really looked it into too much uh yet so that's something I want to just like you you know want to go in and dive and in a little bit see that uh Kim did get the save uh for St. Louis a- it was not pretty it was not pretty at all and no that- a situation that will you know it could be a mess there for right now. I mean Helsley did pitch a I believe he pitched the eighth. Um a and clean it was a, eighth. A clean eighth, exactly. It was a clean eighth. Uh so we'll see. Oh, sorry, let's... And now we have a hey you listen to a game. It's okay. I yeah. warned that was gonna happen. I'm watching two right in front of me. The vo- I just muted mine. Uh, <laughs> plus the volume would come <laughs> into my ear right now. People wouldn't be able to hear it because I have my headphones in and it, I hear you through the same thing I would hear there, uh, the games through, but no one cares about that. But yeah, this is a game I want to dig more into. Just to watch, I want to watch Musgrove. I saw some uh, some gifts from Alex Fast and others on Musgrove's nasty stuff tonight. But other than that, it's more of the same. Looking at these lineups, I mean, there's not much to take away. Edmund batting second was a good takeaway because we saw Carpenter move down. I was hoping this would happen, and it did happen. So that uh, Colton Wong and Tommy Edmund batting one two is a really nice, you know. I like that. I, I, I that's I, that's what I wanted to see. But other than that, is there anything else that you surprises you or anything? No, all right. No, no, no. Okay. Really. <laughs> we can just move right along. And of course, going to the Mariners. No surprises here, but man, do I love the Mariners. I bought a hat. I bought a cutout. I am a Mariners fan for this season. I'm hoping to see my cutout at, at their first home game because it's a really funny picture of me. I purposely picked. And yeah, but Kyle Lewis, the guy I've been like my newfound love. I almost bought a jersey of his because I really, I, I really just am into the, this guy. And he hit a home run today off Verlander. I yep. can't like 
he's gonna hit 250 but he's gonna i'm telling you he will he not he will but he can honestly fight for the league lead in home runs he has that type of power upside will he probably not but he probably i know he can shed long leading off a little bit of speed a little bit of power evan white batting seconds really nice but Looking at the Houston Astros, there's nothing there that surprises me except for Eleven DS DHing. Do you want to talk about Kyle Tucker, or should I bring up the fact that he's never going to play ever for this team? Oh, oh man, yeah, I know that was a decision that was coming pretty late. He was, you know, deciding between Diaz and Tucker, and they went with Diaz in there. So it's just unfortunate. <laughs> and and we we saw Diaz get pinch hit for, and Kyle Tucker wasn't even the pinch hitter. Abraham Toro was. Yeah. And we saw a pinch hitter in the Rockies game, and it wasn't it wasn't Garrett Hampson. It was it was a uh, Kemp. Um, like so, we've twenty twenty continues to be twenty twenty, and we see Abraham Toro and Matt Kemp get an opportunity to play before Garrett Hampson and Kyle uh, Kyle Lewis Kyle Tucker. Right. Twenty twenty, this season's broken. <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> but That's like it. you said, Seattle's going to be fun to watch, man. I mean, I just the top five, top Kyle five lineup. <laughs> and then, hey, maybe sooner or later we see uh, Kalenic in there too. So that's really – we're not expecting them to make any kind of noise, but those young players are going to be so fun to watch, especially – I mean, <laughs> love seeing Kyle Lewis out there already hitting home runs. Uh, I got my it. jersey coming in with my nickname Sleepy K on it. I really did buy it. Don't judge me. <laughs> it's, uh, I almost bought Lewis one, but I was like, oh, wait, they'll let you customize it? Oh, wait, I put Sleepy K? What? Nice. Full on. I told you I'm a full on uh, Mariners fan for the, just for this year, just because I need another team to like, just, I don't know. I just got really, I think I'm going to do this every year now. Every year I'm going to hitch my, I'm going to get a hat and a jersey for a team every year just for fun, kind of com- to commemorate players I was in on and how, ha- and just, I don't know. I feel like that would be a fun way for me to do it. Maybe get a hat from every team eventually. You know what? I, I need a team. I need to get myself a team for this year. <laughs> Get the, take the A's, man. The A's are fun to watch. I know they're like a boring team. Yeah, I mean, there are, um, you know, Bay Area rivals, but they, I was just going to say, I mean, I will happily root for the A's this year because the Giants aren't doing anything at all. But uh, yeah, yeah A's will definitely be fun to watch, man. I think the, the Rays, the Tampa Bay Rays are always fun to watch because they just piece it together. They're, they are, in all reality, in like all seriousness, obviously I'm joking about the Mariners, but I really did commit to about over 100 bucks on Mariners shirt hat and cut out but uh the rays are actually my favorite second favorite team just i think it's because it's the florida thing i just watch them there's always on tv and i really enjoy watching them and you can hear the excitement i have about susugo and other guys i'm like oh i just want to watch the rays but the a's are a fun team man that's my favorite i called them i was actually again i was on a show tonight and i picked them to be the dark horse uh, like team to, to be playing for the world series out of the al yeah yeah, no, I was uh, I was just on uh, the other day too, uh, doing an AL West preview uh, with my buddy Lou Landers, and he's very high on the A's. And uh, yeah, they're just I mean, when you got Olsen, Chapman, Simeon, Laureano, they, they're just a bunch of fun. Mark Hanna, Chris Davis. I'm really high <laughs> on pitcher uh, Sean Murphy. Uh, man, so yeah, they're they're gonna be fun. If AJ Puck one one. Yeah, right now that's one. That's a one-on-one game in the sixth. We're not gonna get to the end of that game, but the, uh, we cover. I mean, we kind of just talked about the A's, so we can just jump to that game and obviously look at the Angels and Otani's in, but that's because he he's probably gonna be out tomorrow and out uh, Monday because he's pitching on Sunday. But other than that, it looks like they're they're making a way to get Lestella's batting lineup every day. Rendon's out, so they're like that's a whole other issue. But I wonder if when Rendon comes back, does Fletcher move to second and Lestella get bumped, or does Lestella go to first? And Pujols DHs on days Tony's not in. It's a mess. Essentially, the still is not going to play every day. I think when Rendon's back, yeah, that's the only thing I can think of to talk about. And Fletcher, I think Fletcher won the job, and he's just going to lead off every day. Right. Yeah. Uh, not nothing much. I mean, like you said, it was still we're only it's only halfway through the game. Uh, Montas, the the velocity was looking good though, touching ninety eight, ninety nine. Uh, Montas uh, definitely looking good. Only gave up one run. I, see, I'm not sure if it's because he played the Giants or not, but Stripling did pretty good tonight. <laughs> seven innings, seven Ks, 92 pitches. Again, it was the Giants, though. How much? Yeah. But I know Stripling has this in him. He can be an SP3 for your team, and you didn't have to pay that for him. Really exactly. like Ross Stripling tonight. And again, we saw Kike Hernandez batting fifth tonight. He actually got a stolen base, I think, or no, they, I think they took it away. 
but they showed him they stole base. I thought on the box score at one point. But regardless, he's um, I don't know if he's gonna stick to that five six area, but he might. He's playing well. I mean, he only went one for four tonight, but I think that again, it all depends on how they rotate that that like lefty righty lefty righty thing. Max yeah. Muncy with the two with a two home run game. Justin Turner quietly hitting four twenty nine to start the year. Went two for three tonight with a double. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's just again, it's the Dodgers. Like what else? Jock, Jock Peterson kind of sucks to have. He's batting seventh or eighth every night. Like that's yeah. annoying. I will say, I mean, uh, Will Smith, their catcher, was someone who I was just completely fading this year. Me too. And they started Austin Barnes yesterday, and then Will Smith today um, doesn't have they, a hit. They said that they were going to start Barnes two out of every five games yeah. just so they can pr- preserve their young catcher. So you have Will Smith, who's going to catch less than the average guy getting drafted in the top five to seven, and then you have him batting at the bottom of the lineup. He's already kind of – his value's kind of shot. Yeah, and then with as much as he strikes out and, and as many fly balls as he hit, can that's another for me that that was really just the kind of profiles avoiding this year. But I'm wondering if yeah. I'm wondering if the uh, I'm wondering if AJ Pollock is gonna platoon this year. Well, yeah, what, he what, this year uh, this game it was uh, Chris Taylor. Yeah, what happened? To, what happened to Shark starting? Uh, Samarja, I think he only pitched one inning. Was it? Yeah. I'm no. I'm looking at Tyler Anderson. Oh right, yeah. No, it, he did not pitch. It was Tyler Anderson. So and then not- it looks like Kevin Gossman came in and p- did the whole piggyback off of opener, mm-hmm. and did not fare that well. But yeah. that is intriguing though, because Gossman, if he's in that role, he should pick up easy wins. So I, I, he's not a mixed league guy for me. He's a 15 team guy. But it's gonna be hard to know when to start him. <laughs> to be honest, like I don't know if he'll ever be a starter. You gotta kind of pay attention. I don't know if I want to mess with that headache. I might just drop him. Even fifteen teamers, I don't want to deal with that headache. Oh yeah, I'm I'm dropping Kevin Gosman. I believe I already dropped him in TGFBI. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that's why maybe that's why. So because Tyler Anderson started, it's a lefty thing, and we saw um, what's his face Pollock hit yesterday against a righty so maybe we think maybe he'll be in every day but for him to not be in against a righty and they kept jock in against a left oh it was an opener though it's a weird situation who the heck knows pollock's not gonna play every day and that's unfortunate because i really i really liked pollock this year but we skipped a game it's gonna be the last game we talk about i believe too it's the uh diamondbacks and padres and paddock i mentioned it earlier paddock did his thing he pitched very efficiently didn't get a k per inning but we don't honestly you can make up the strikeouts with relievers Give me the innings. Give me the quality starts. Give me Chris Paddock. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely like Chris Paddock, man. Um, that's, I mean, that's all there is to, right? I mean, yeah, Bumgarner, uh, you know, he didn't do the terrible. Velocity was scary, man. The, the was velocity. It? Yeah. Uh, I was watching him throw about 88 on the fastball. Ooh. So, I mean, that's definitely kind of, kind of, they have five years of that. <laughs> yeah. But he did yeah, all right. Five and two thirds, uh, four strikeouts. Did give up three runs. Um, so, yeah, it was in San Diego in. too. Like, imagine if he plays in a hitter's ballpark. Yeah, yeah, I'm out on him. Like, honestly, he's like, I'm trying to think. Like, I wouldn't say he's droppable, but he's close. Yeah, no, I don't. know. I mean, in like a ten team league, I, I think that's that's fair. He's droppable in a 10-team league. I'm saying 12-teamer, it's very close. I would, call, I would say he's droppable in a 10. In a 10, yes, for sure. I'm um, saying a 12, it's close. It just depends on what's on the waiver wire. It really, I mean, right. I'm in 12-teamers where the waiver wire is pretty thin, so maybe he's worth holding. But when are you ever going to feel confident starting him? Against the Giants. <laughs> but he... <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I guess the only real <laughs> takeaway, Tommy Pham batting third isn't really the takeaway, but the fact that he stole two bases tonight shows that he has the green light on the base paths. Yeah. And that's going to be huge for, for leagues. Like, I got two steals from him in a couple leagues. I'm going to be way ahead on teams for like a week because I haven't seen many people running at all tonight. Nope. Maybe the opportunities haven't been there. But, like, that's just, it's crazy that no one's like running at all. Yeah, exactly. I haven't, haven't seen, uh, haven't seen, seen too many. Too many steals uh, at all today. So, yeah, nice, nice to get fam. You know, right off the bat to get two steals. I wonder. There's no way Eric Hosmer is going to be a thing, right? He went three for four with two doubles and six RBIs tonight. 
Yeah, that's no. yeah. So Will, Will Myers though, he didn't get a hit, but he did get two walks. Maybe the plate, maybe the plate approach changed a little bit there. Mm-hmm. And last, like you mentioned, bad thing, Mad Bum. That kind of you know, he's not really somebody we want right now. Ketel Marte led off. Stalling Marte actually hit third. I don't like that for his stolen base potential. No, yeah, right. That's the first thing I noticed when I saw that. Cattell hitting leadoff and then Marte third. You definitely don't like that because you you were expecting, you know, the other way. <laughs> Flip. Exactly. And you're expecting Marte to get you those stolen bases. So we're not you're not too sure. On the other hand, if that lets Cattell run a little bit more, I mean that's that's great. I just don't we just we've never seen Cattell really let go on the base pass. That's exactly. the thing. Marte, exactly. it's actually a skill set thing of his. Whereas Mar- with which is Cattell, it's not. Yeah, with Cattell, you know, he has the ability, he just hasn't, it's just not, hasn't been part of his game, like you said. And I think we're looking at platoon here, but Jake Lamb played first. It's a lefty versus righty matchup. He's going to hit against righties. He will not hit against lefties. Will we ever see Kevin Crone? <laughs> I'm asking for a friend. I don't know. I don't, I, I think. Sure Honestly, we. I'm sure we will. Against lefties, but. With that said, I think he's droppable in all formats. I'm not playing. I'm not going to play a guy with lefty platoon. Yeah, that's yeah, right, we're going to see a lot of this everywhere, man. Oh, I know, especially with 30 man rosters, adapt yeah. and overcome. With that said, George, I think that's everything. We're just waiting for the Oakland game. I think that's the only game that's left op- left to finish off, huh? And we've uh, kind we of got, we still got a little bit of the Dodgers and and Giants. That's not a game. Yeah. <laughs> it's the bottom of the eighth, and the bases are loaded with Chris Taylor up. Well, as long as I still have Corey Seager on like all my teams, and I'm still watching. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm gonna actually turn that game on now. But yeah, George, honestly, man, we did opening day last year. You were late to work because of it. This year, yep. we stayed up late. I stayed up late. You're, it's late for you, but it's after midnight for me. I did not fall asleep this time. This was a lot of fun, man. I always enjoy talking baseball. Always enjoy having you on, of course. And I'm glad we got a chance to do this again this year. Um, oh, yeah. it's gonna be it's gonna be fast. It's gonna be crazy, man. We're gonna be talking waiver wire. We're gonna be talking ad drops. You got we both have so much going on. I got hitter streamers. I'm doing. You have bullpen report. We're gonna bring it all to the podcast. So everyone, be ready. Appreciate you listening. Uh, don't forget to follow George and myself. You can follow George on Twitter at roto underscore Nino. Myself at Mike underscore Curlin. Bases loaded pod at base, at bases loaded pod. Please hit that five star rating and leave us a review on the way out. And we will talk to you soon. 